Bees. In the last episode, we learned about what makes people serial procrastinators. Today, we'll focus on offering solutions to deal with the behavioral side of procrastination. At the end of this episode, you will have some takeaway home points on how to live a purpose-driven life. Hello, Dr. Jones, and thanks for joining me today in our second conversation about procrastination. Hello, Shabnam. Thanks for having me. That's quite a tall order you've sketched out for us today, but I'm happy to, to give it my best. Thank you. I'm very happy to hear what you have to say to us. Um, you know, in dealing and researching about procrastination, I came across uh, some interesting stuff and some interesting people. One made me thinking about boxes, how we like to put ourselves and other people in boxes, and sometimes we get it stuck in this box. Um, you know, I, I, I talked to a person, a dentist uh, that wants to be a cook, and then I came across a cook that wants to be an astronaut. So do you think the being in the wrong box is, uh, is a major cause for procrastination? Well, I think thinking of it as a box is a problem right off the, <laughs> the bat. You know, I like to think of pathways, uh, developmental pathways, um, career pathways. Thinking of it as a box could be contributing to someone's feeling quite limited. But I get your point. You're talking about roles in life and the, the perception of being stuck uh, having chosen the wrong role and now being not too happy about that. That could certainly lead to a lot of unhelpful behavioral processes, including procrastinating on the work that you have to do in your current role. Okay, so if, if say, someone is, is in a role, especially for a job where this was never their dream, and they chose it because they thought it made sense. A lot of the times that is the case. Like somebody is an accountant, but they actually want to paint paintings, or they own a, um, a chain of restaurants, but what they want to do is to, to write poetry. So it comes, I think it brings about frustration, and it's also like a, an act of rebellion of not wanting to do our tasks really well. So what, what do you think about that? Well, yes, I can imagine a person who would be uh, dimly aware of, of not being satisfied, of perceiving it as a problem, the, the choice that they made, of sort of half intending to do this other thing, maybe one day, or, or just spending time regretting that they didn't choose that thing. That person might not be aware that they're procrastinating because of a resentment or a kind of rebellion. So one of the first tasks for a therapist or a trusted friend or a person really serious about self-reflection would be to get clear on what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and what they're doing about it. Um, okay, get clear. Well, these situations are usually very emotionally loaded. So how do we get clear? Well, just to slow it down and really pay attention to your thoughts, you know, your situations, your thoughts, feelings, and action tendencies in response. So um, psychologists love their acronyms. I've, I've uh, derived one that really helps to lay what you're doing on the table for analysis, right? So what, what's your situation and getting really clear about your situation? For example, I'm, I'm 45 years old and I'm dreaming of being an astronaut, but I have no science credits to my name. Um, what are your thoughts, feelings, and action tendencies as you move through the days of, of doing whatever it is that you did instead of pursuing a science degree and an astronaut career? 
Um, what are you thinking to yourself? What emotions are coming up for you? What are your behaviors? So if we're talking about a procrastinator, um, this person could be, as I said, dimly aware that they wanted this other path, but they're stuck in this path. They haven't brought a lot of clarity to that. So gaining clarity on, on the situation, maybe that astronaut pathway is past. Maybe it's still viable, but if it is, it's going to call for a very uh, concerted effort very quickly, right? So again, gaining clarity, and then STFA refers to what's your situation, what are your thoughts, feelings, and action tendencies in that situation, as well as more generally. Okay. Um, so if they want to, because sometimes I feel like, w say somebody wanted to be something else, but they wanted to be a poet, but instead of that, they're an accountant today, or they wanted to be an astronaut, but they are a cook, and then they resent that daily life. But it also is that sometimes we have these ideas in our head that are not exactly well thought of. So in this clarity journey, uh, what are some steps that we can do to know to know the validity of that dream, if you like, and then also to to know why why maybe we had that dream? What's what's beneath? this dream what kind of satis emotional need is this is this dream satisfying mm. so in the case of the person who regrets their choice they're in, they perceive themselves as stuck although not clearly um, but on a daily basis they're bringing a bad attitude to their work and without clear awareness they're delaying doing the jobs that they have uh, because they in a sort of dim perception kind of way, don't like the box that they're in. Um, getting clear on what you're thinking and feeling and doing um, would be the first step. Getting clear that that's not working for you would be the second. Mm -hmm. And then developing a viable plan for moving towards what you want would be the third. The fourth would be um, revisiting your intentions every morning and evening. Not everyone has time for sitting down to a journal every morning and evening um, after pushing the snooze button three times, right? <laughs> Racing yes. out the door with no breakfast. Um, so I've, I've sort of slimmed that down a little bit for the common person. Are you curious to hear about that? Yes, let's hear it. So, so after getting clarity um, on what you want, clarity on what you're currently doing and whether or not it's working, um, a clear plan to move towards a viable goal you need to revisit your intentions every day to make them happen. You need to revisit not only the intentions, but the obstacles that are getting in the way of moving towards what you want, right? So um, I, I have clients who really have no time in the morning stick a sticky note on their bathroom mirror and, and look at it. And that reminds them to actively think about opportunities to move towards their goals that day. So referencing what's on their plate for that particular day. Um, what are the moments, the opportunities that I'll have to take action? Are there any? Because I would like to be ready for those moments so that I capitalize on them. And then secondly, are there any moments in my day where uh, glitches in my STFAs are interfering with moving towards my goals? For example, am I not filling my, my day, um, the holes in my schedule, am I not filling them with uh, the things that I know I should be doing. Let's watch out for the, the thoughts that excuse that, 
right? Mm -hmm. The feelings that get in the way of doing the behaviors that truly serve my goals and values. So visiting your intentions in the morning, even as you're brushing your teeth in front of the mirror, um, is very helpful to being ready for yourself as you move through the day. And then nighttime teeth brushing again. How well did I serve my goals and values today? To what extent did I fulfill my intentions to be ready for myself and override any unhelpful tendencies I might have? That definitely, that definitely does help when you have a clear mind, I would say. Uh, but let's say someone has is, is midlife, they've carried this dream in their head all their life, but they're doing something uh, completely opposite to the dream. Um, the two have nothing to do with each other. But then there is, in the back of their head, there is this lofty dream that they had. Oh, you know, if I, if I, I want to write a book, and if I write a book, I'm sure it will be on the list of bestsellers. I just haven't written it yet. It just gives you this hope. Is, is, could there be a fear of failure? Because they haven't done it, so they think if they do it, it's definitely going to be the best of the best. But it's, they're not going to be proven wrong until they actually attempt to do it. But then it's a scary because you have delayed this thing for 30 years, 20 years, 15 years, however long that is. And you, if you want to actually do it, then it will be proven to you what you are, you as in you in general. Could there the failure, failure be the fear of failure be stopping people? from actually living on purpose but then on the other hand it makes them resentful to their daily lives because it's just so par to what they want yeah so you know it really depends on the person but but the person that you've sketched out um so so they're moving through the days of the job that they have that they don't love they're um believing that one day they will do it mm -hmm. and they're kind of deriving some gratification from believing that that's going to happen so seeing themselves as a writer or, or whatever the case may be even though they haven't moved <laughs> they haven't moved on their Correct. on their goal um, and then slowly it's kind of a sad story right S slowly as the years tick by there's a, a sort of a dimming of, of realistically doing this um, so, so they slowly let go of their dream or, or you know, and it, it can often happen very late in life. Is that the story you're sketching out for me? That is the story yeah. I'm, I'm sketching out because for, I said in the beginning of the episode that when I was researching for procrastination, I did ask a lot of people uh, what their dream jobs were. Mm. And there is a vast difference between what people are doing and what their dream is and then and then you wonder okay why is it that you were doing this to yourself and to your life so they therefore they they are not they are doing their job but every day they're just cruising through life so i i just thought to how can you make your dream a reality of course if it is not too late so that you go about your day with purpose and so that you, if you have a job that is not exactly what you wanted to do or if you have a life that is not exactly what you wanted it to be, how can you make that purposeful? Because every day that goes doesn't come back. Mm. Well, I suppose this person could notice that they're moving through the years with the belief that one day they will write the book um, and they could notice that they've yet to make a move in that direction. Um, they might even be telling other people about their intention and deriving some kind of respect or admiration from this possible future, right? Yes. Uh, and so, so a person could notice that that's not really working well 
and that alongside the positive feelings they get from believing in this dream um, is some anxiety. You know, that, that could prompt a person to think, gosh, I'd like to get some clarity on what I really want, what I really can do and intend to do. And, mm -hmm. and I could benefit from getting some help either through serious self-reflection, you know, journaling can make that happen. You can be your own kind of top-down observer, if you will, or speaking to some trusted person, um, or if possible, speaking to a, a skilled therapist to get really clear on what you want, what is possible, what you intend to do, um, what you've been telling yourself and the function that those thoughts serve, those thoughts and behaviors serve, um, and then you, you could come up with, you know, some some achievable deadlines, and then, a, a, of course, as I said earlier, a daily practice to ensure that you take the opportunities that present every day to make the movements necessary. It's all about behavior in the end, you know, the thoughts and the feelings should serve the behaviors, but at the end of the day, it's the action that you took that matters, and that's why I like ACT therapy so much okay so the act the actions matter yeah so acceptance and commitment uh, cutely makes an acronym that spells act and um, Stephen Hayes and colleagues uh, around the world are very clear that this is a psychology that employs mindfulness getting clear right on what, what you're doing and what you want uh, but all of that mindfulness stuff is in the service of action that moves you towards your values. Mindfulness and, is stuff. So if yeah. somebody is avoiding a path that they really would like or they think they like, what would be the mindless, mindful, <laughs> not mindless, <laughs> but mindfulness strategies that they can apply uh, to find out um, why they procrastinate? Or how can they deal with the procrastination is because there is living, they are living this borrowed life that is really not the one they want. Right. Well, it's interesting, the slip of the tongue there, mindlessness. Even uh, people very serious about being mindful spend most of their days on autopilot in a kind of mindless, not choosing, uh, reacting to the environment, right? So um, that was a, a nice Freudian slip, I suppose. Um, so how can a person um, get, you're asking, how can a person become more uh, more frequently acting on the opportunities to move towards their goals? Is, is that what you're asking? How can a person make that happen? I'm, I'm asking if somebody's procrastinating because their dream life is so far from their daily life, mm. how can they reevaluate the dream, the life, and make their life so that it is more in line with what they value and what they they always wanted to do. Mm. Maybe it's just a half-baked idea of what they always thought they wanted to do, mm. but how can they establish this through the new ACT principles? Well, uh, one of the things that therapists within an ACT therapy perspective are working on is clarity of values. So spending sessions with clients, helping clients get clear on what what they want to have more of in their life, what they want to move towards in their life, um, experiences, um, yeah, primarily experiences that they want to have more of. When you look at your dream job and you sort of break it down, what are the values that would be served by being in that role? For example, if I dream of being a writer, 
Um, perhaps one of the values is, is making the world a better place, uh, influencing a lot of people in a very positive way. Right? When you get when you identify the, the values that being in that role would serve, it can help you uh, with other aspects of therapy, getting clear on what's viable, what's doable now. If I can't be a doctor now, maybe I can there's still time to become a therapist or, or a, a professional who helps doctors help people, right? So, sorry, I'm skipping around a bit there, but I hope that addresses your question. Yes, it does It does address uh, some of the stuff that I was thinking about, but um, if somebody has a very fixated, like they are procrastinating mm. on their life, mm -hmm. whatever they do, they do it to the bare minimum possible to just get away with it. There is this element of, okay, fine, I, I would do it if I have to, but then there is a sense of unhappiness, resentment with it, because they, they might be a little bit too much of a perfectionist about what they want. Like, I wanted to become a doctor, I never became a medical doctor, so now it's that or nothing. But then this way, they're just wasting the rest of their lives. Mm. They are essentially procrastinating on the life itself. Mm. How can you make this compromise and understand that maybe, okay, maybe you didn't become the doctor or the Olympian champion or, you know, another lofty dream of, of the sort, but you can still have a fulfilling life and not to just cruise in a sort of a blah state through life. So through the new act, how can we come to this realization and what are some of the actions we can do? Well, yeah, notice, new act is really my, my solution for the STFAs, right? So okay, STFAs, now you made it more complicated. <laughs> so there's two acronyms, um, and you can tease me about my love of acronyms. That's okay. Um, they're, they're meant to summarize a complex thing, right? So STFAs are, are really encoding the problem. Mm -hmm. What are the situations where the unhelpful process occurs, the unhelpful response? Um, and then new act is the thing to do in the moment to overcome your usual patterns, the habitual ones that are slowing you down from your values. Um, and so noticing, understanding, and accepting the thoughts, uh, and then parking the thoughts, right? Noticing, understanding, and accepting the feelings, deciding to have the feelings, and then committing to an action you can do right now that serves your values, no matter how small. And we'll talk later about the importance of uh, allowing yourself to move in, in small incremental steps. You know, a, a five minute work session on a really hated task counts because it gets the ball moving, it gets the ball rolling, right? Um, and then the T at the end of new act is, is to be ready to tolerate discomfort. When you move in ways that are not habitual, when you move towards valuable, um, when you move in valued directions, towards these really important things, it's going to be super uncomfortable. Especially for a person who's been living on the gratification of believing they would be a writer one day and never moving on it. To actually, to finally move and to open up that, that blank white page is going to be very uncomfortable. It is indeed. Um, so, okay, so we can apply the new act strategies to get ourselves out of this purposeless life remember the new act is the thing once you've established a daily practice so this is a later stage in the beginning you need to get clear you need to gain that clarity right um, what do I want what am I currently doing 
what what pathways in life are still viable, are, are still options that I realistically could choose. Um, and then from all that work, establishing a plan of what you really intend to create, um, getting clear on what you were doing, which is talking about plans without moving, that's going to be a little painful and upsetting to a lot of people to really see that they were deriving gratification from believing something but not moving on it, right? Because I don't want to feel bad. Yeah, so we all have mechanisms to take attention away from things that make us anxious. Mm -hmm. Attention itself can be reinforced. So if looking at something is a punishing experience, you're going to tend to not look there or to dress it up with a cover story. So this is some of the, the, the uncomfortable early stages of therapy. Getting clear on what you have been doing. What are your default settings? What are the STFAs that are really limiting you from properly moving towards what you want in this life? Yeah, I, can, I think that explains for people, like, what can they do if they have some dormant dreams or the things that they think are their dreams, but maybe not so much. So to evaluate the situation and figure it, figure it out for themselves. In this journey, I talked to some other people that are, again, living through life uh, without not so much of a purpose, but it looks like they just don't have the passions or the dreams at all and I've seen it especially in younger younger people and I don't want to c categorize younger people in in any way shape or form but could this be that uh, like if, if somebody is having this thing where they don't even know if they have a passion or a dream could that be a cause where you just live life and you just cr cruise through it you're not very interested in the job you do you do it to the bare minimum and how can they f address this mm -hmm. well hopefully a person I mean, this person sounds somewhat depressed, this person you're describing. Not only are they not moving towards goals and values, they're, they're not talking or thinking about them. They just seem to be bumping along from one experience, one moment to the next, um, with a kind of a dull acceptance. Is that is that what you're saying? I think that yeah. some people that's, come that's, across like that. Yeah, so that's, um, that's a person who, who's given up perhaps just moving from you know seeking rewards um, seeking short-term gratification um, that's that's difficult to treat right when the person is not distressed and not not saying what they want so I'm thinking of a theoretical person like this perhaps socially they're not voicing a desire for a change in their life they're not voicing any dreams that they have um, or things that they intend to do, but maybe privately they're wanting to accomplish something and they're tuning in for this podcast as a result. So again, I would argue for the same process that we've outlined, yes. starting by getting really clear on what you want and mm -hmm. what you can do, uh, getting really clear on what you're currently doing, including any self-deception that might be occurring, Yes. Um, and then going from there as we've outlined today. Yeah, I think that might be right. Maybe they just don't want to express these uh, desires that they have uh, socially. Uh, just to recap and um, give us a few points to our listeners to, to do in case they feel like they are in the wrong box. So I'd like to hear, um, in a nutshell, what can they do to get out of the wrong, the uh, wrong box? Yes. Right. yes. So, 
you know, I, keep, I used the word clarity about a hundred times in this episode. <laughs> um, and that's hard to do, to really look at yourself clearly and to, to notice, for example, that you've been talking about a dream, you know, writing that book or changing careers, whatever the case may be, to get really clear that you have been wanting this on some level. Um, so step one. Step two is, you know, getting clear on well, what is the viable pathway for me? And do I really want this? Because continuing to talk about it and, and want it or, or wish that I had done it, but not moving on it is not working for me. It's perhaps creating resentment. It's, um, you know, I'm bringing a bad attitude to the current role that I have, maybe procrastinating on my tasks, right? Yes. Just the focus of this episode. Um, so a bad attitude that's leading to procrastination. So you need to get really clear on what your internal process is. I find the STFA acronym really good for gaining clarity. What's the situation? Well, I'm stuck in a job I don't like. What are my thoughts? Well, I tend to tell myself that I'm going to do this, but I end up not doing that and just bringing a bad attitude to what I am doing. Mm -hmm. What are the feelings? Well, there's a bit of a cyclic shift as I move through those thoughts, right? But um, certainly there's a, there's a bad attitude. That is, <laughs> and, yes. and then when I tell myself the cover story uh, of why I'm delaying my task, I feel less anxious and I excuse myself for delaying. So there's going to be a lot of work to do with STFA. What's the, what are the situational factors? What am I thinking to myself? What are the feelings and action tendencies that come out of that? Right, how I'm making sense or interpreting my situation. So that's why I like that acronym as an analysis tool. So you asked me for a nutshell summary. Gaining clarity, getting clear on a viable plan. Yes. And then moving to a daily practice where you hold yourself accountable. You look for glitches that are getting in the way of the plan, more STFAs, and you look for opportunities specific to that day Yes. While brushing your teeth in the morning, you actively think about your calendar, your agenda for that day, and look for opportunities to move towards what you want in this life. And uh, when you were talking about the new act, it still is part of the noticing, the understanding, and the accepting. And then um, this is probably going to be a rather a long journey. So be comfortable with the failures that come along the way, I would say. Yeah, um, self-compassion, we're going to talk about that um, in future episodes too. People think that's a frilly extra that we've kind of tacked on to make it nice. It turns out self-compassion makes behavior change happen faster. It's an integral part of moving towards what you want. It's forgiving the times that you fall short of what you intended. Okay, so just be, just be like our, um, our own best friend. Yeah, that sounds like a soft approach. Yes. Um, if you want to put your energy somewhere, you're going to put it into committing. So the therapy is called acceptance. So that's the self-compassion piece. And commitment. So you're putting your energy, you're not just being kind to yourself, but you're then putting your energy into, well, what can I do in this moment now that I notice my previous failure, right? 
rather than beating yourself up for that previous failure, which is a waste of time. Yes. Well, thank you for explaining that. At least things, uh, I think it made things uh, clearer. I would include uh, some PDF files to explain these um, concepts to the listeners in case they need to refer to them for their own self-reflection. I really appreciate your time for today's session. I learned a lot of stuff, and I'm sure li listeners did. Um, and I look forward to our next session, Dr. Jones. Thank you so much. I appreciate your, your kind words, and I look forward to our next as well. Thank you.